history has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. As many of you know, there are groups in our society who actively work to take away parents' God-given rights to raise their children according to their own faith and values. We're going to bring on our guest today, Tracy Henderson. She's an attorney and a founder of a great group. But before that, we're just going to think about examples in history, how totalitarian and authoritarian regimes always go after the young people. So let's just think of a few examples. One is ancient Sparta. I mean, it goes back that far. The state told young people who they could marry. Children were taken away from parents at age seven and then trained in rigorous military camps. And we think of examples in the Bible. Daniel, the young captives from Israel, were taken into Babylonian slavery, and then their masters attempted to re-educate them into pagan ways. And then fast forward to modern times, Nazi Germany and Stalinist Russia are more famous examples of authoritarian indoctrination, but not as well known is how after World War II, communists in Greece literally kidnapped and stole away to Eastern Europe, to communist Eastern Europe, 25,000 Greek children. Were we aware of that? That would be horrible just to be have your children stolen away like that. You know, I had a teacher in sixth grade, Mr. Karras, who had escaped from one of those indoctrination camps. He had incredible stories, but a lot closer to home than that. I had an uncle, I think he was technically like a second uncle or something, a female Melanakis, but he was related to my dad and grandfather. He had been stolen away with his brother, taken into Eastern Europe, and they did something that the communists didn't like, and so he had to watch his 12-year-old brother shot through the head. And needless to say, he was quite an anti-communist after that, but it, it was what an incredible experience. But that just shows the communists didn't even control Greece. They were a movement trying to take over Greece, but it shows you it's part of their core ideology to just almost steal the children. That's, that's a huge focus. And we just heard a lady who's a defector from North Korea And she talked about how communists, like in North Korea, changed the language. The word love in the North Korean uh, world only refers to one thing, love for the communist dictator, if you can believe it. Language is so strictly controlled, children don't even get concepts like God or freedom. So that could never happen in the U.S., right? Well, you know, when you look at the teachers' unions and you look at the radical left and how they're going after our children, especially in the public schools, with cultural Marxism and so-called social justice, I don't know. It's it's going in a bad direction. What a radical difference that they have, the left, from the philosophy, from the Christian ideal that Jesus taught about valuing and seeing every child's life as precious. 
In Matthew 19, parents brought their children to Jesus so he could pray over them and bless them. And that's when he said, let the children come to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So our guest today is someone who actively works for the welfare of children and the rights of parents. Tracy Henderson is an attorney. She's the founder of California Parents United, a parents group that seeks to unite parents, teachers, and citizens to stand strong against the teachers' unions in favor of a much better alternative. And she is the founder. Once again, she's going to tell us about California Parents United. Welcome to our show today, Tracy. What an honor. Well, thank you for joining us. You know, we we know during COVID, we heard about your good work. We know you a little bit from different interactions, but we heard so much about you from Ryan Heath. And he started the Gavel Project and you were, you've been fighting for parents and children very much so since COVID. Just wanted to throw that out there. Ryan Heath is a wonderful attorney as well, and he's building a team of lawyers in Arizona, but you've worked with him, correct? You, you know, Ryan actually was a godsend. I mean that literally. Right around the time, so, so there never was a legal mandate with these masking, testing, quarantining in California, and CDPH, they were starting to roll their language back, right? They changed it from requirement to recommendation. And it was, we were pushing on the school districts to get them to do policies of mass choice because they have the power under the Constitution to do that. Here comes Ryan Heath flying in from Arizona, and he, he sits with parents' groups and parents, and he gets the kids to stand up to it and protest the mass. And he had this this fantasy of creating all these First Amendment rights uh, lawsuits because he's a great constitutional mind. And it, w- it turns out he was right. And I met him when he was doing that. And so we just, right when he was just, just you know, it came out of his heart. His wife was supporting his, his family. He was amazing. And now he's really succeeded. He's got a law firm. He's got a nonprofit. Ryan Heath is is truly a godsend. So yeah, I work. I have three cases. He, I am his lawyer, one of his um, contract lawyers of counsel, and I have three cases we're working on suing school districts. Well, that is wonderful because I worked with him at the board of supervisors. He got up and spoke. Here he is, fighting for kids in California and working with people like you and other attorneys, and. So he cares about kids, his yeah. own and the ones of Arizona, kids in California. Tracy, so directly out of that came California Parents United? Or, I mean, did he ask you to start a California chapter, or is that how that happened? No, no. So California, So my husband was the principal of Junipero Serra, which is the Catholic school out here in Carmel, um, the mission, the Carmel mission. And when the scandemic hit, they made a fear-based decision to close the school. And it was silly because if they, they, at the private school, they had the right just to stay open. If they did, all these rich private school families here in Carmel would have pulled their kids from their fancy private school to put them in Unipro Serra, and that school would have been overflowing. But they made the fear-based decision to close it. Uh, for six months, my husband looked for a job in California, and, you know, he's a white male, all the schools are closed, so didn't happen. He comes home one day. He says, "Honey, I'm moving to Utah to be a ski instructor." <laughs> Actually, that that sounds like uh, that could be an interesting career choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so 
I looked at him, and you know, I mean, I, we've been married 23 years. I looked at him, and it was like I bit my lip. You know, I'm like, I'm not his mother. I'm not his mother. So I said, <laughs> okay, honey. You know, I went in the other room and cried for three weeks. You know, but the, so he went for four months. I went after about four months. I had things to finish here in California, and. I walk in, and remember, all of our kids were on Zoom, and my family, I never wore a mask. I could tell you that story, too. Neither so, did we. No, nope, we yep. never God did. God bless you. God bless you. You're one of the, according to Tucker, you're one of the 8% that didn't comply. So you're special. So, so anyways, we're in Utah, and my daughter goes, freshman year of high school, goes first, first week without to school, and she forgets her lunch. So I'm walking through the school, and it literally was a horror movie to me with these kids in masks and desks <sighs> three feet three feet apart. I, I like literally couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes. And then I'm walking out of the school, and a couple of what looked like juniors come up to me and said, "You're not wearing a mask." And I said, "Well, you're not my doctor. You're not the police. I got this." And something in me <laughs> yeah. something in me snapped. That was my activation moment. And I went up and down that state. I went to the governor's office. I went to the state superintendent. I went to the health officer. I went to all everybody. And somebody sat me down and said, go hang out with Utah Parents United. And I did. And it made me their legal director. Those women saved me. They saved me. They prayed over me. We prayed over each other. Yeah, because I was being persecuted here. And I was not, I was not surviving. I was, it was dark in California. So those women saved me. We We got together and within two months, we passed a law in the state of Utah banning masks in schools. It was amazing. Congratulations on that. I wasn't aware of that. So that yeah. gave, that kind of gave you a taste of success, right? And then you... Well, yeah, I was addicted to parent advocacy because we didn't have to sue, right? You guys mentioned I'm a lawyer. We didn't have to sue. It was all parents. Call. I mean, I was, I was on the phone empowering parents for hours, and that's what I ended up doing for three years. But some of them are like, okay, I'm on hold for 30 minutes with the governor's office. And it's like, you know, thousands of parents were doing that. So my daughter, of course, wanted to come home to Carmel, and so I did. I we came home, and I started the chapter of Utah Parents United, California Parents United, and then you know a year into the fight here in California, I'm I, I was at the Capitol, and I was asked to be lead opposition on a bill, and Jonathan Zacherson of Reopen California was asked to be lead opposition on another bill, and my bill got dropped from calendar, and his went forward. And it was my first experience of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people calling in to oppose the bill. And he had great speakers. And then the committee just ignored our par- the parents and voted for it. And I said, you know what? That's it. T- T-shirts and rallies and all this, you know, hoo-ha is not working. So I formed California Parents Union. And we are a special interest group for parents and educators and grandparents and concerned citizens. And you just think of us as the antidote to the teachers union. Okay. Yes. We're, we're, we're working to get bigger than them because they're the, they're 99% of the evil behind what's going on in our schools. Yeah. Oh, totally we, believe we believe it. that we've, yep. t- we've talked about that a lot. Um, and you say making informed choices for our own children should not be controversial. This is so basic that parents have the right and the responsibility to raise their children, not the state. Um, so well, that's what you're all about, right? Empower- empowering well, parents and children. I mean, my dream has come true. I mean, you look at Chino, you look at Temecula. 
I'm connected to all of those parents groups. If I haven't spoken at their board meeting, I've talked to one of their parents or teachers on the phone for hours. I mean, that's what I've been doing for three years besides being a lawyer. And, and they're all empowered and they're standing up and they're speaking out. But one of the things that was crazy to me is I came home to California and there was in my local Carmel town, there was this listserv because this, this school district had sent a survey out saying, do you want to, um, do you want to go back to school two days or three days? And the parents were like, wait a minute. Where's the five-day choice? So, you know, there's, it's heavy Dem out here, heavy Democrat, heavy liberal on the coast. And, and so she started a listserv, and it was like 1,500 parents, which is a lot in my area. And I came home, and I posted. I said, okay, who wants to do mass choice? And they kicked me off the, the listserv. They started calling me racist. And I'm like, what? That's, wow. I, I said, You're racist for having yeah, mass pathetic. choice? Wow. That's really pathetic, but understandable. So, so how many how many how many children are out of the public school system now? Uh, do you in, think? Cali- in California, because we've heard we've heard the number of homeschoolers has really gone up. I don't know about private schoolers, but what what where do you think we're at with that? You know, I'm going to have to look at that up and get back to you. I I do know that we are. I was just talking to New California earlier and. Um, $9 billion that was supposed to go to the schools, or $90 billion was supposed to go to the schools, didn't go. Um, so it's part, of, part of that, that was, I mean, the numbers, yeah, the, they're $83 billion in deficit or something like that. I mean, part of the thing is everybody's leaving California, and there goes the tax revenue. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, they're not telling you, over here in Monterey, schools are closing. Oh, they're not, wow. nobody... Nobody's publicizing this. And here's the d- dirty secret. The, the superintendents and school board members and teachers and parents that I work with, w- one of them told me that, you know, as a, when you run a school you, and you need money, you make a plan A and a plan B. Because plan A is the state is going to give you the money they promise, and plan B they're not. And right now, all those plan A's are going to fall through. People don't realize it. In the next year or two, it's over. There's no money. We're in Whoa. trouble in California. Well, for every child that attends public school, they get a certain amount of money. And if that child isn't there, either through moving away or going it's to homeschool or private school. Hit. So, hey, well, this is the way we can win against the teachers union. Hopefully. I mean, that's. Isn't that part of isn't that this, part of I think I read this. Isn't that part of what you do, Tracy, is you help, let's say, a public school teacher. Thanks to the Janus decision. Right. Several right. years ago, the Supreme Court ruled they at least gave public school teachers an option to get out of the union without, you know, losing their job. But do you actively help teachers that want to make that choice? Yeah, it's really easy. It's, it's, so the greatest thing that I can tell you is Clovis, Clovis Unified School District. It, oh, where I'm from. Really, yeah. Okay, so it really taught me the truth about the teachers' unions, right? Because the CTA is perceived number one most powerful in the United States. That's a perception, but it's 37th in services. They really are the mafia. They don't do anything for their teachers. And I don't care who you talk to. It's a facade. It's a hmm. complete puffery. They have $500 million in California. 60% of it goes to politics. Their leadership makes half a million dollars and fly first class. They don't do anything for the teachers. But when you're in, so Clovis is the example for 30 years, 30 years, they've never had a teacher's union. They have what's called a faculty senate. And Stacey Shiro is the president. And they just, you know, the head of the maintenance, the head of the nurses, the head of the psychologist, the head of the teachers sit in a room 
and they negotiate. That's really all teachers unions do is they have a collective bargaining representative. And all you have to do is get 50% plus one of your teachers to leave the union. And you can put a parent, teacher, lawyer, grandma in the role of collective bargaining who actually cares about students and parents and teacher relationships, not, you know, keeping our schools closed like the NEA and the CDC negotiated, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you have to, but the concept in mo- the, the mind of the teachers is that from the time they're in school, they're told they need insurance and lawyers when they don't. And if you really think you need insurance and lawyers, um, California Parents Union has resources in their membership lounge for teachers. One of the organizations is AAE.org, I think. It's, and for $200, you can get double the coverage of insurance and lawyers. And we work closely with Pacific Justice Institute. So if you really need a lawyer, they're a nonprofit law firm. Well, $200 is way less than the $1,000 a year dues that they have to pay. Or more, or more. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, 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 and, and Rebecca Friedrich, have you focused on Oh, yes. Uh huh. She's, she's terrific. Yep. So when you join CaliforniaParentsUnion.com and go to CaliforniaTeachersUnited.com, okay, that's CaliforniaTeachersUnited.com, you, you join. You get Rebecca Friedrich's book free. I'm I'm friends with her. She's amazing, and I'm reading her book right now. I finally got yeah, around we, to doing we that. We have we have her book. We're gonna have to have her on our show too. You have yeah. to. You have to. She's amazing. <laughs> and I can yeah. ask her if I can give you her number. So, um, but yeah, that's so. It's it's a it's a mind thing to get people to understand that what they're doing when they pay that twelve hundred dollars is they're contributing to the crazy any head of the NEA and her salary and the sixty percent of the funding of politics like. Which, which is a problem in Sacramento. Oh, so wow. you, you really, there is no value to the teachers' union. There is none. That's why the phenomenon, and we've heard a lot about it, that you witnessed earlier where you have hundreds and hundreds of people contacting the legislature. They turn a blind ear because if it is against the position of the NEA, yep. you can just about forget about it. That's the, that's the tragic uh, – that's the state – people need to know what state we're in. Well, we want to talk about another – uh, topic which is medical freedom well, we've got okay did you first have some, I, first i got a question how many members are you up to now in for california parents united uh, ha, have you have you gotten up to i mean i know your goal is a million right that's a yeah that's a huge <laughs> yeah. goal well we're not there yet um, we have a significant reach but it's californiaparentsunion.com we've also formed a pack political action committee called Concerned Parents of California. And so we're, we're hoping we've got some new high-level influencers from Southern California and here locally. We're looking for a millionaire billionaire to join our pack because, as you know, I mean, it's straight up wealthy people have wealthy friends. And we want to fill the coffer of the pack. And we're going to, you know, you know George Soros DAs, right? George Soros plants the DAs. Right, yeah. He, Teachers unions plant the school board members. We're going to take on the teachers union and plant parent rights school board members. So California Parents Union, over the next election cycle, we fund, we train, and and we endorse. And you're going to love this. They're, one of our resources in the membership lounge is Kingdom in Politics. Have you ever heard of him, Amon? I have not. Okay. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. He trains believers how to run for office, right? You get a lot of believers who, you know, quote scripture and it's, and you and they lose their audience, right? Cause they don't know how to communicate the message, you know, effectively. And so he trains believers on how to run for office. And could you imagine if, if we just 
like cleared out all of Sacramento and put believers oh, in the Capitol. Oh, it would be it would be a different world, and all the so many of it. No, it wouldn't be heaven on earth, but it would, it would it would be it would be heaven on earth in comparison to what we have right now. <laughs> we, we keep people from moving away for one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we so, need to get to 500,000 members or a million. And so I just need everybody to join, even if you don't need the resources we provide, like Kingdom and Politics or How to Leave the Teachers Union. We just need our numbers because it's members' perception. Well, we want to help you do that. And just one more question to do with medical freedom. And then I know you've gotten a lot of experience in that during COVID with the masks issue. And I mean, of course, you were with vaccines as well. They're trying to enforce that so is that one of your uh issues is pushing back on the just that maybe do you do doses of vaccines to go to school i mean by the time you're 18 you know why do they get to mandate that you have to get a vac- these vaccines to go to school i mean is that one of your issues or that you're looking at or or in the future or what well is- uh, long story short is it under federal law, it's illegal to enter a child into a medical trial. So this whole COVID situation that LA and San Diego tried to push was never going to fly legally. But right. In order to, uh, you know, mandate a vaccine, it has to be added to the schedule of vaccines, right? And that's the, the CDPH or that's the government. And it hasn't been. And even if they tried, there is no FDA-approved COVID injection. So you can't put it on the schedule because that's entering a child in a medical trial and under federal law, that's illegal. So that was my that was my message. And I tried to spread that message far and wide because parents were terrified. They were like, I would get calls and calls and calls. They're terrified of this. But I'll tell you, one of the most powerful experiences that God gave me during this fight is coming in contact with all of the parents with the vaccine injured children. Yes. And it made, I just got chills again, you know, that what they went through with 277 and 276, you know, you can't go to school anymore if you don't have these vaccines. It's, it's you know, it's crazy. And, and it brought me back to a, uh, you know, story of my daughter when she was five months old. She was this vibrant little child. And then one day she was lethargic and, you know, just laid on my shoulder. And we had to take her to the hospital. And I, I don't have the vaccine dates, but I would bet you, you know, donuts to a dollar it was after a vaccine. And I just pray every time I hear a vaccine injury story, I just pray and thank God that my daughter wasn't vaccine injured. If I had a baby today, I wouldn't vaccinate her at all. I wouldn't either. And we need to get rid of those mandates that say that kids have to get any vaccines to go to school. We, I think we should just get rid of the whole mandate to go to school and all. we've come up but, kathleen I mean, and i have so. both come out of the medical I, I worked my entire career in medical devices and pharmaceuticals kathleen was a nurse we vaccinated our kids we everything we didn't know enough because but, but it was the yeah. and and there's a lot of people like us and you know this tracy a lot yeah. of people like us that They're it, the covid now. all the bs sorry that that was <laughs> passed around yeah. about the covid vax started to open our eyes to about all, all the, the other vaccines, vaccines. we yep. read dr peter mccullough the same transformation happened with him i think i think he actually got yeah. the covid he's vax. saying don't get vaccinated now, at now, all he's, now he's, he's saying a, the same thing he's as a top you cardiologist because as you were saying it's illegal to have any child or anybody 
participate in a medical experiment. Well, these none of the vaccines are properly tested for safety, so they're all experimental, really. I so. want to give Tracy, Tracy, I just want to give you a quick opportunity to mention this case. I just read about it in the Epic Times. You're defending a seven-year-old boy in a forced masking case. And when I read about how isolated and how they treated this little boy, you want to just kind of summarize that? Yeah, we got about one minute. Yeah. Yeah, really quickly, um, he sued in Scotts Valley. They stuck him in a storage closet and humiliated him and harassed him. Yeah, and he's just the sweetest, cutest kid ever. So we get past the motion to dismiss stage, and now we're going into discovery, and we're going to hold these educators accountable. And one of the things I hope that comes out of it is that they're forced to do civil rights training so no educator ever does that again to a child. Absolutely. That's abuse. They put him yeah. in solitary yeah. confinement, basically, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, and, you and don't, you don't a- treat prisoners like that anymore. No. No, you don't. And, and uh, thinking of doing that to us, it was a six-year-old? That's crazy. Oh, and the family, the family has a give, send, go. It's give, send, go, slash, HN, if you want to contribute to their their lawsuit because the the dad re- took off his, took off his mask and was fired so he now has to sue. <laughs> it's like, I hope it's he crazy. I hope he gets a billion dollars and I hope a good percentage of that goes to California parents. So once again, California it's California. United. Well, it's CaliforniaParentsUnion.com. That's what I heard Tracy say. Is that right? CaliforniaParentsUnion.com. Yeah, we, have, yeah, we that's where you join the union, and then California Parents United is more empowerment and and things like that events california that one is californiaparentsunited.org thanks so much tracy we're gonna have to have you on again it's been a pleasure talking with you and we totally support what you're doing thanks kathleen thanks brian have a great day god bless you too to bless your neighbor uh join these groups and support them help them get to a million members it is so important california parents united yes till next week Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen.